Let us pray. Father, thank you for making me righteous and accepted through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of that, I am blessed and highly favored by you. I am the object of your affection. Your favor surround me as a shield, and the first thing that people come in contact with is my favorite shield. Thank you for all that I have favor with you and man today. All day long, people go out of their way to bless and to help me. I have favor with everyone that I deal with today. Doors that were once closed are now open for me. I receive preferential treatment and I have special privileges. I am God's favorite child. No good thing will he withhold from me. Because of God's favor, my enemies cannot triumph over me. I have supernatural increase in promotions. I declare restoration of everything that the devil has stolen from me. I have honor in the midst of my adversaries and an increase of assets, especially in real estate and expansion of territory. Because I'm highly favored by God, I experience great victories, supernatural turnarounds and miraculous breakthroughs in the midst of great impossibilities. I receive recognition, prominence and honor. Petitions are granted for me, even by ungodly authorities. Policies, rules, regulations and laws are changed and reversed on my behalf. I win battles that I don't even have to fight because God fights them for me. This is the day, the set time and designated moment for me to experience the free favors of God that profusely and lavishly abound on my behalf. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Yo, that's DMX. I know you thought he was just a dog and he was just growling. A lot of cussing, a lot of stop, drop. But nah, man. Yo, man, buddy had something to say. And it was deep. R.I.P. to that man. I just saw something not too long ago. And I think this was prior to his passing. Where he said that um, he was like either 12 or 14 years old. I can't remember the exact age. But it was an older older dude that's in his 30s that, um, that he looked up to. And he looked up to this guy and um, they was robbing and stealing shit together. And um, DMX wasn't really on like no alcohol or no weed type shit. He wasn't getting high. And the guy gave DMX some weed to smoke. Come to find out, that was his first introduction to crack. Yo, man, a lot of his um, vices, a lot of his demons were self-induced for sure. But at 12 or 14 years old, no, no matter what age that was, yo, why would a 30-something-year-old man, like a kid that looks up to you, why would you ever introduce him to crack? Did you know that one day DMX's mom was like, yo, we moving, we leaving. He was like, all right, well, shit, we moving. He didn't say, well, shit, obviously, he was a kid. We're moving. She's like, no, no, we're moving. I'm talking about her and her other kids. Drop DMX's ass off at a group home. Man, you never know what tribulation somebody has gone through in their younger years. Even when you see them um, ultimately become successful, world-renowned. Um, his beginnings were just... Man, they were very, very... Um, he was at a great disadvantage at a very young age. I couldn't imagine a teenage kid or even a sub-teenage kid, even a, no matter when, being introduced to crack, especially unknowingly. Man, that is, that's, that's a lot to take in.
and your mother abandoning you in favor of her other children, leaving you at a group home. Tough. But I'm going to tell you, DMX, I remember being at, um, damn, I forget what the training facility is in Alabama. We're in a training facility in Alabama, and that's when that dark, it's dark and hell is hot came out. Man, I had that shit bumping on my, hey, I'm about to show my years. I had that shit bumping on my CD, man. Bruh. I couldn't turn that shit off. And that was one of them Johns that you could just let. Gotta be a Mustang. You hear? Fapping. Pause. But um, that It's Dark and Hell is Hot was one of those albums of all time. If you ain't into hip-hop or you're just not into DMX, you should go back and try. You should go back and copy. And even that, um, that prayer that I just did, it's called The Prayer 5. DMX. Um... It's got Patti LaBelle singing in the background. Yeah, it's, it's hype. It's dope. So I've been, um, of course, I'm in contact with my military homies. Um, out there in Mogadishu right now. Shout out to fucking freedom fighters. Um, we was talking about a time where me, my roommate Floyd from... Um, car shop Lake Charles Louisiana um Johnson I don't know where Johnson was from I don't remember him McCoy and the homie McCoy so we got him one of our other roommates um James Lewin Jameson shout out to homie Jameson um we got in this car and we used to ride out to um Oswego County College upstate New York bunch of it's a big college town so they used to have like this this hip hop club, but it wasn't like a barn type. You feel me? So it was like with bells of hay like along the walls and everything, but the DJ was in and the music was bumping. Let me see if I can give you something from that era to create some energy, some imagery for you to feel what we what we had going on. Let me see. Oh, and that bump and grind came on. Give me that donkey button, them big old legs. I ain't too proud to beg. Ain't no shame in this game. I'ma break it down to beg like James, please. 12 gauge. It was hot. It was hot. That's when cats was rapping all fast and shit. Um, but it was pretty fucking dope. So we in there vibing. So me and the homie Johnson. You know y'all ain't gonna hear me. My sister Kimbo, Kimbo, I love you. My sister Kimbo with a test. I was the Alfonso Ribeiro of the neighborhood. Break dancing. That was my chest I was hitting. Break dancing. That was my thing. That was me. The linoleum out there on the floor. That was me. Turbo ozone. That was me. And also, I grew up in that two hype kid and play area. And that kid and play area that hola hola hey rolling rolling y'all don't know nothing about that my audience is a, a tad bit young perhaps i'm appealing to a different demographic right now anyhow me and the homie um johnson me and the homie jay we had the whole kid and play routine down with like the little kick flips little kick touch you touch heels and shit yo we had that shit down and we used to vibe on the dance floor so 
like when we started dancing like people started watching you know what i'm saying and you know sure enough be some honeys in there be some bays little you know i don't see nothing wrong little bump and grind so yo we chilling we hanging we at the bar sure most who follow me know i don't drink i've never had a drink i've never tried alcohol they tell me that my father used to put beer in my bottles as a kid calm my ass down put me to sleep but I have no recollection of that anywho everybody getting wasted I'm drinking water at the bar but they ain't have no like big glasses so like I'm joking with the bartender she was hot too I'm joking with the bartender so she putting my my water my cold water in like little shot glasses so I'm hitting it hitting it like and I'm drinking it like it's crazy I'm fucking thirsty I'm out there vibing I'm dancing Chris Brown Omarion, I got an ice box where my heart used to be. Check me out. So, little chick comes sitting next to me. She like, bro, you 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 hammering them? She ain't say bro, cause back then people ain't say bro. Especially she was like mixed too. She was like, I don't know, it's like mulatto. She's cause she of course she wasn't saying bro. She was like, dude. So she thought I was drinking vodka like that. So she told the bartender to get her vodka. So every time I hit the wall, ding, ding, she hit the vodka, ding, ding. Bruh, shorty was flipped, dunsky, words were slurred and the vision was blurred, I get back out there and do my thing on the dance floor, we out there jamming, we vibing, shorty about to fall over on her face, I go over there and I just kind of push her forward so she could lay on the bar. I was trying to do my thing so I just figured to that the food was on simmer, you know. I left the meat on simmer over there. Johnson. He was a smooth talker. Short cat. Dark skinned dude. Michael Jackson look handsome dude. I'm securing my masculinity. He over there vibing. Excuse me, McCoy. McCoy was the talker. He was a smooth talker. He was the charming guy. Don Floyd, my roommate, he was just a big dude. He had to have no game. He had muscles. He was big back then. I was a small guy. So, end of the night, it's getting late. You know, everybody choosing. I end up talking to this young honey dip over here. She had a, um, she had a dorm room whatever whatever she had a whole bunch of friends so it was like won't you tell your friends to get with my friends we could be friends shit we could do this every weekend go back to the dorm room nature takes its course everybody's having fun Mind you, remember I told you I left the drunk chick, the, the, the boracha, the, the, the lush, the fish. I left her on the bar. She passed out. Her homegirls was actually taking care of her, but her homegirls was feeling my guys. Pretty girls, handsome guys. We was freedom fighters at the time. Confidence was at, a, as a, was at an all-time high. You couldn't tell us nothing, you hear me? 
we leave that drive a couple hours back Oswego County College back to Fort Drum, New York get that just enough time to throw on my PTs get in the formation we stayed the whole weekend and running five miles I want to be an airborne ranger live the life of guts and danger airborne ranger guts and danger cadence cadence it's cool at the time I was a young man go through the week no goddamn cell phone, but we were freedom fighters, so we had pagers. We had given the young ladies our pager number, so we went back that following weekend. That following weekend, you know, we soldiers, so we feel like we feel like we some bad boys. You feel me? So we we not really checking for the same chicks that we was with the prior weekend. Don't judge me, I was a young man. We get back there. Me and Johnson on the dance floor doing the whole routine. Chase from the following from the previous week came through. Vibing. Our attitudes weren't really positive. So the chick that I left on Simmer at the bar and her homegirls, they wanted to chill. They wanted to hang out. They was in the barracks, not the barracks. They was in the. They had a um. They had a dorm too, and they like, hey, it's a little party going on in the dorm. I said, bet. Hey, McCoy Johnson, Floyd, y'all want to take this party? Hey, we had a little. Um, we had Jameson's mom's Camry. Yo, you remember them Camrys that when you sat down in it, it was white and it had like, like a, I don't know, like a dull blue interior. You remember them Camrys that when you sat down or even the cars of those years, like even the Maximas and shit, when you sat down, it had that, that seatbelt, that kind of, that automatic seatbelt that went through that, like the little gully between the um, door and the frame of the car and the automatic, you know, as soon as it closed, seatbelt came down, whatever. That's what I was in. I was driving Jameson's mom's car. I was the only one who didn't drink. And me and Jameson was extra cool. He was like, yo, take the car. Plus, he wasn't really trying to ride with the boys. I used to try to get him out. But but the places that we went to was a little dark. And I don't mean the time of night. We get in the Camry, go over to the little sorority John. They having a get down over there. Yo, we wildin' over there. I mean, we wildin'. We broke them, broke up half they shit. The end of the night. Everybody drunk. Like, some shit you see on TV. Like, people drunk laying on the fucking front lawn. All kind of shit. We leave. Go back to the dorms. Next morning comes about. Hold on, listen to this.
Yo, I don't know if you guys could hear that. And if you could hear it, I'm not sure if it's something that you appreciate. But I'm by the Air Force Base, and that was that 10 p.m. bugle call. Reveille, man, that's... It still make me feel some type of way, and it's pretty ironic that I'm giving you a military story, and the 10 p.m. bugles go off. Yo, if you travel to other countries, especially in the capacity that I did at such a young age, we got a lot of problems going on here in America. But this shit is still where it's at. And if you don't think so, grab your grip and go somewhere else and see how they fuck with you. Anyway. We go back to the dormitory, you know, whatever. You can fill in the blank. Next morning we leave. But we leave, it's still dark outside. And it's like Sunday. Excuse me, it's like Monday. We racing trying to get back to um to the company area. It's slushy, I ain't never drove on no snow. We don't got the chains on, the snow chains on the tires. And I got to rewind a little bit. When we left the club that night. Apparently. And I still remember her name. Her name was Shauna. The chick that I was vibing with. Her dude. Was talking about fucking me up. So when we got ready to walk out. Him and his boys was out there. And um. So I walked out and we had already made some friends, you know, throughout the weeks we was going there. I walked out. They was about to put the jumper cables on my little ass. McCoy jumped out. Johnson jumped out. Don Floyd jumped out on some ice cube shit with little Ricky, little brother. Is it a problem here? Is it a problem here? And when they seen Floyd, they they didn't want that pressure. That smoke was just, they, they didn't want it. They didn't want it. It was hot out there. So we left. We leave the next morning as soon as we get on Interstate 81. It's like half halfway blizzard out here in these streets, man. I'm driving slow, I'm sleepy, I'm trying to stay awake. I got the window down, I got the window up, I got the AC on, I got the AC off. I turn the heat up, I turn the heat down. I turn the radio up, I turn the radio down. I turn yo, I'm trying everything to stay awake. But now I'm noticing it's a car, now heat coming up, and it ain't no other cars on the road. So it's tough to be inconspicuous at the time when there's no other cars or no traffic to hide in. So they pull up next to me. Yo, it's the dudes who fronting on me outside the club. Yo, they came close, came close, came close, tapped the car. I was inexperienced. All the homies was like, what's going on? Yo, we went in the median. I slammed on the brakes, which of course made the car accelerate even more. We slid, we spinning, we slid, we spinning, we turning. We get in between the median and the median on 81 is like huge. And there's a huge space in between. There's like hills and dips and um, valleys, if you will, down in there. And bam, 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 bam. Notice the sound effect. You like what I did there? Bam, 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 bam. Yo, at a point, the car was in the air, and it looked like on Ferris Bueller's Day Off when they stole that Ferrari, and the car was like airborne on one of those hills. The homie Floyd was like, Pissing, what's going on? Like, did we just disoriented? When the car came back down, 
that shit just started flipping. Crash. We landed on the hood. Landed on the, the top of the car. We was upside down. Big Floyd. Like he always did. Floyd's fucking freedom fighter. Fucking hero. He pulled Johnson out. Johnson had a broken arm. Of course, we didn't know it at the time, but later on we found out. He pulled McCoy out, but every time he pulled somebody, he's like, "Pencil, let's go. Pencil, let's go." Like he thought that I could just like get up and go. We still don't know how McCoy got out of the car. His window was up, the door was locked, and he got ejected. He broke his leg. From his ankle to his hip Sound like 15 different times and pieces So they had to put the homie back together again I'm leaning up against the damn seatbelt Which obviously kept me inside the car And saved my life Upside down Floor's like pissing Get out, I smell gas Get out, I smell gas I'm still disoriented But I'm just looking at him in the face Like man, what's What you talking about bro What's going on he comes, fucking snatches me out of the car like a rag doll. I said, get out, I smell gas. He pulled me away like on some fireman's carry shit. And as soon as we got out, what seemed to be a safe distance, boom! Fucking car fire. Car exploded. We get in the ambulance. I'm shocked. There's nothing really wrong with my body. I'm battered and bruised a little bit, but I don't have any super fear. I don't have any injuries like that, but my lower back was on fucking fire. Nobody about my military history, you know what's going on with my back. But my lower back was on fucking fire. So they get me in, and I'm like, yo, I can't really feel my toes. So they um, mobilized my neck, of course, to put me on that cold-ass board. And yo, it was a, a chick who, like, it was the paramedics was females. The whole crew was females, which I thought was pretty dope. Until I told them I can't really feel my feet and my legs. They cut my pants off. Yo, I had them 501s on, man. And at that exact moment, I realized your boy ain't got no drawers on. So they cut me loose. And I was out, if you will. <laughs> oh, man. Floyd was sitting in the ambulance with me, and I was laying on the board. He was like, come on, man. Man, but come on. Come on. Yo, it was some humor in the midst of what had the potential to be a great tragedy. Yo, the homie James' mama ain't had no insurance on the car. Man, it just got to be a whole ordeal. They were talking about suing me. I had to go to the JAG office. It was ugly. But the funniest shit about all of this, two weeks later, guess who was back in the same club vibing on crutches? Fucking crazy, man. We were some wild boys. April 
20th, 2021. Bam.